0: When I was in college, that was around the time that I actually started to learn a little bit more about what all of this Lutheranism is about. And as I was learning that in the way college students often are rather self-assured and ready to teach the world such things as they are, we wondered if every year at this time of year, if everybody forgot what it was really about. We focus on Halloween. Everybody talks about the war on Christmas. Well what about Reformation? you know so uh, a couple of us in the in the art program at my university had decided that we would go and teach the neighbors And so uh, there might have been a little bit underneath it all such as college students really just wanting free candy but what we decided to do was to go ahead and dress up for trick-or-treating and go out and instead of greeting each other with happy Halloween we would happy reformation and see the kind of response we could get and then maybe launch into something from there so uh, for reasons that we don't need to go into I happen to have all the clothing necessary to dress up as a newsie and uh, uh, one of my other friends insisted that she would dress up as Harry Potter, not Hermione Granger because it was her right to be Harry Potter (laughs) And someone else is Martin Luther. And we went, we went around to the different neighbors and we hit each of the doors. And we proclaimed happy reformation. And you will not believe the response we got. Nothing. <laughs> we got mostly just looks of quiz or, or not care at all. And only one accusation of heresy out of everything. <laughs> But it's actually that kind of apathy and that kind of attention to Reformation that I am going to replicate today. Because today is not really actually about the actions that happened so long ago or all of those heroic moments that were lived out for us in the past. There are going to be plenty of people who talk about that. We've watched the documentary here ourselves. That's not what today as Reformation Day is about. It's about Christ alone. It's about the very message that has come to us. The freedom that has been given to us in faith, in grace, in scripture. The freedom that has been given to us in the summation of all of those things. Christ. I knew a man at one point in my life. Someone that I enjoyed very much and and had a great time getting to know. And every time I sat down with him for coffee about once a week, I heard something different from him. Either some sort of philosophy or some sort of statement about what is the answer. Or what is it that has caught his, his attention this week. It jumped from different uh, readings of Buddha to just frankly letting go and letting be, to maybe even yoga at one point in time, I remember. But each of the times that I got to talk with him and hear from him, it was very different. He was almost the exact picture that is given to us in Acts when Paul describes the Athenians that are just standing around and talking about whatever is the newest idea to come at us, hoping to find some sort of new thing that could finally answer all of those questions or that could finally give me that peace that I've been searching for my entire life or could just let me alone to be happy. He was the perfect example of those people on Mars Hill. There was a different person that I came to know, a girl that I came to know in my my graduate school years who was fairly uncertain of her place. She struggled with not just her place in the world, but she actually struggled with what was her place with God. Because for most of her entire life, she was told a story about a God who had come and who had kind of made everything a little bit better with the hope that one day we can join that God in the cloudy sky. But what does that actually have to do with her now? What does that actually have to do with all those people that she cares about? She had, after all, watched people in their struggles. She was joining me in studies of learning how to help people out of poverty and oppression. And she did not see anywhere in that message anything that had to do with that right then and right now. She struggled to find not just her place with God, but everybody's place with God. But even those two people, those two people may not actually get to what it is that many of us are doing. Many of us are just going day by day, trying not just to make ends meet, which might be the way it is for each of us, but just trying to go day by day. The only way I can plan is maybe for the next hour, and trust me, as a parent of an infant, that is reality. But going day by day, just trying to get through. I don't have time to think of eternity. I just have to get to the next place. I don't have time to think about God. I just have to deal with whatever I'm dealing with at work right now. I have to keep my job or I have to find a new one. I just need to get through right now. For the past several weeks, Marcus has been leading us through these different things that have come to us in this message, this message of reformation. And and as you see behind us, them listed out, of course, listed out in Latin, because as Lutherans, we've got to keep a little bit of that Catholic with us. So we have that grace alone. We have that faith alone. We have that scripture alone that has come to us. We put forward the argument that is given to us. And all of it is looking for some sort of summation. Something to bring it home. Because each of those things can be so hard to deal with. Each of those things can be so hard to keep actually accurate and together. Because each of them without an anchor can be let loose on the ocean to be lost completely. all of them put together into these words, solas Christas, Christ alone. For it is by grace that we hear of Christ. For it is by faith that we see Christ. For it is in Scripture that we hear of Christ. For it is in Christ... That we learn that the day by day has already been taken care of. That it is in Christ that we hear of our place in the world, our place in life, our place with God has already been burdened for us. It is in Christ alone that we hear Of who we actually are. We are someone who have been called out of darkness into light. We are people who have been reached by God himself. We are people who have been set free. Not even in freedom to do as we please, but freedom to actually be who we are called to be. People who are called to life and not to death so long ago as they were writing Deuteronomy, and it says choose life, they are speaking of right now. Because in Christ alone that life has come. That life is there. That life has been given to us. So often we we get lost in all the access We get caught up in our minds. We get caught up in that day-to-day. It's easy for us to take every single one of these and just let them be on their own so that in that way grace can be something for us as a get-out-of-free-jail card. Something that we pull out at the end to get into those heavenly skies. But we certainly know, as Dietrich Bonhoeffer pointed out, that that is nothing more than cheap grace. Cheap grace without discipleship. Cheap grace without the cross. Cheap grace without Jesus. (coughs) On the other hand, it can become the absolute opposite of that. A confusion of forgiveness. Grace being something that we have to work towards to actually be able to reach. That first before you receive grace, you must put on the right clothes. You must wear the right outfit. You must... Be this image first. But either of those things are completely without Christ alone. Because in Christ alone we see grace coming to us as a gift. We see the way those who have been lost, we see those who are out there wandering, trying to look for the next answer week after week with each relationship that passes by. Discover that there's a permanent relationship that's been given. A relationship that has freed them. Faith untied to Christ can be just as hard to grasp in itself it can be that very fearful thing that we are always terribly afraid of losing. Cringing at every single time a doubt enters into our mind. We completely lose sight of God in that faith and hope that and pray that that become the thing that we never lose, losing sight of the relationship that we have with him. Or worse, we can see faith as that hindrance. That thing that holds us back from keeping us from doing what it is that we want and bringing the pleasure that we so desperately seek into our life. But we all know. We all know what it is that the hedonistic paradox teaches. If you want to be miserable, try and be happy. Faith. Faith is our livelihood in Christ. It is not the thing that brings us fear, but rather it is the thing that brings us joy. It is in faith that we are actually able to say the very prayer, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. For it is in faith that we find Christ alone. We hear that banner go before us. It is in faith that we see this knowledge of one who has come for us, who has brought us that very grace. But it may not actually be grace that is our largest obstacle in this world today, and it may not actually be faith that is our largest obstacle, but it could very well be Scripture itself. It actually wasn't that long ago when I was preaching in Romans, and I started out my sermon with a quotation from a brother in the ministry, and said, I wish sometimes things were not written down. Because certainly Scripture presents us with this problem of sometimes hearing those things that we can struggle with, those things that come up against that happiness, those things that come up against those pleasures, those things that come up against those very hard, difficult relationships that we might have. And instead of using that grace and that faith to confront it, it's far easier to cut it out completely. Not the relationship but the scripture itself. Or we can take it as a great, wonderful rule book. A rule book that has been just handed to us to make us into the perfect person who can maybe possibly deliver over to us our best life right now. And so using that book in that sort of way, it becomes the very beating stick that we maybe have always wanted to use against ourselves or to use against our neighbor. It stops becoming an entrance to us into a relationship with Christ, but becomes a bar that keeps us from it. Always looking inward of whether I, whether I can be the one, whether I can have it all. But instead, as was told to us, all Scripture is God-breathed. It is a gift to us, it brings us. Yes, of course, it is something that we have hardships with and we struggle with. But isn't everything that is worth it that way? What would it be to easily throw it out? For in Scripture, we come to hear the story that is the salvation for all of us. We come to hear the very banner that gathers us here today Christ. Christ alone. This is the message of Christ alone. That each of you here today, that are gathered all from different parts of our city and different backgrounds, different ethnicities and different races, different ages, From the 96-year-old that we buried yesterday to the three-and-a-half-week-old we baptized today, each of us has a God who has come, who knows us personally, and has died for us personally, has resurrected for us personally, who sits in triumph for us personally today. And as his people in one family entered into through these baptismal waters, who receive his body and blood and promise, who live our lives in this scripture and this faith and this grace, whether we struggle with it or accept it, are his. Jesus, in his words today, said something for each of us to hear. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. And if it were not so, I would have told you. That means that in His house, through Christ alone, there is a room for you. There is a place for you. In Christ alone, there is a place for your neighbor, for your husband, for your wife, for your mother. In Christ alone, There is a room in the Father's house for every child on our streets that is suffering. In Christ alone, there is room in our Father's house for every single person who denies the Lordship of Christ. It is waiting, it is calling for them to come and see. In Christ alone, there is room in the Father's house for every black child struggling to make it in America. In Christ alone, there is room in the Father's house for every police officer that guards our streets. In Christ alone, there is room in the Father's house for every single person that offends us. If it were not so, he would have told us. But by his grace by the faith that he has given us, by the words that have been passed down to us and that are God-breathed, we hear, in Christ alone, you have been saved. Amen?